Yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and I don't gotta be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you are so fucking lucky that she's your mom. Your kid's mom. <laughs> I've decided I'm not gonna let you treat us in this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. Oh, using profanity. Where are you right now? I'm in bed with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then he sends a selfie of him like yeah, this. he's like this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Sauce, your grandmother's favorite podcast. It's Vinny, it's Phil. I have no idea what episode this is, but what I do know is we are remote and we are recording this beautiful masterpiece of a podcast day of. Happy Sunday, March 13th, three days after Mario Day. How you doing today, Philion? Wait, what's Mario Day? March 10th. It spells Mario. It's beautiful. Oh, I didn't get the memo on that. Come on, man. Target sent out an email. They were doing discounts for Mario Day. I believe Best Buy had discounts for Mario Day. It's a worldwide thing, my guy. Mm. I'm doing good, Vin. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, you know? Just remote <laughs> set. It's snowing here in the Great White North. It's fucking freezing. We went out. We bought some uh, zucchini and some strawberries. We're making a nice dinner tonight. We needed some fruit in the house as well. And, you know, Phil, I'm just trying to enjoy my life, but it's, it's very hard to enjoy your life when you got Skeet and Kanye literally dueling, a live duel in front of us through these text messages. And I just feel like we should read them. And I think you should be Skeet and I should be Kanye. And we should go through All these right. text messages. Do you need me to DM you the, uh, the thread? Yeah, my phone's inside. Nice. If you can send it on Discord. All right, let me... How the fuck will I send this on Discord? Copy link. Actually, no. Dude, I have iMessage. We're chilling. There we go. Perfect. All right, I'll send it to your texts. And yeah, this is like new news that came out today. So you guys are getting our reaction the day of, which is fucking crazy. So yeah, you can go ahead and start reading. For those that want the context here, this is what Skeet said to Kanye and what Kanye said back to Skeet. And this all happened a couple hours ago. So Phil, take it away. I'm Pete. You gotta be Pete. All right, I'm Skeet. All right, let's go. Yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and I don't gotta be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing. And you are so fucking lucky that she's your mom. Your kid's mom. (laughs) I've decided I'm not gonna let you treat us in this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. Oh, using profanity. Where are you right now? I'm in bed with your wife. <laughs> okay, then he sends a selfie of him like yeah, this. He's like this. In the fucking bed. Happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. Same here. It's wonders what those places do when you get go get help. You should try it. I'm in LA for the day if you want to stop being a little internet bitch boy and talk. You don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. It's so sad and watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. You're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. Why don't we meet after Sunday service at the Saints game? I'll be at the BHH and we can have food and talk it out in my room. Privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. What you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. You want to see me? Come to Sunday service. This isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. 
Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental health stuff too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions toward me. I've stopped... I've stopped SNL from talking about you or making fun of you, which they wanted to do for months. I've stopped stand-up comedians. Hold on. I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits about you because I don't want to be the... I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I have your back even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. All right. That and that's a mouthful. Yeah, that's where the exchange ends. And obviously, you know, we're not just going to read the text messages. We're going to share our thoughts. And me and Phil don't know each other's thoughts yet because we just jumped into this Discord call. I was actually so upset that Phil read these texts because I wanted to read them to you and get your initial reaction. But what is your initial reaction to this? I feel like I know what you're going to say, but I don't know for sure. Okay, well, I read this at the pool, right? I'm in Florida right now, so the sun is beating down. Mm -hmm. Cold front did come through, so... I was like, you know what? I, I was on Twitter and I was like, I can't tell if this is real or not. At first, I, I, I straight up didn't know if this was real. I think it's So real. I went down into the threads. Yeah. And I literally see a video response by Kanye. Oh, that I didn't see it yet. Confir- it confirms that it's real. <laughs> wait, wait. So I had, I had a video pulled up on my Twitter. I'm trying to find it now. How, wait, do you have the video that you can send me so I can play the audio out loud? If you go to, let me see if I can find it. Um, it was on Twitter. I think DJ Academics posted it. Because I had it pulled up and then I lost it. Hold on, let me see. Okay, Kanye West says Skeet's been texting him and trolling him. Oh, shit. All right, I'm going to play the audio through the mic. This is my first time reacting to this, okay? All right, let's see. All right. Oh, shit. It's a minute and 34 seconds. All right, I'm not going to put the visuals. I'm just going to do the audio. Oh, motherfucker. Wait, hold on. Now my iPhone's trying to connect to my AirPods. Say something, Phil. I want to make sure I can still hear you. How you doing? It's Skeet. I'm oh, in nope. bed with you're, your wife. You're coming through. Hold on. Here we go. Say something now, Phil. Yo, it's Skeet. I'm in bed okay. with your wife. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. I'm going to play it through my iPhone now. Okay. Right, you ready? Here we go. Yeah. How she not my wife? She don't have a last name. And now he texting me talking and bragging about how he's in bed with my wife. And I'm like, well, who's watching my children if he's texting me bragging about being in bed with my wife? And, and I thought this wasn't my wife no more legally since I got the, uh, you know, I got the lawyer to finally finish the divorce. Because every time I finish the show, the Free Hoover show, the next day she dropping the last night. Every time I do something positive, it's some negative that's coming. I go and get the laptop from Ray J. Then it's she joking about divorce. I go and get the lawyer, change the lawyer so we can finally do the divorce. And then somehow I'm the one that's the stalker. God, I just need to protect my ch- you protect the children. You t- I know our nannies, some of them are Christian. You touch them, please, God, today, and have them bring my children to Sunday service this morning. The devil ain't going to win. You know what I'm saying? This is gaslighting. Kim gets black people out of prison. You know who puts black people in prison? The person that the boyfriend has a tattoo of, Hillary. You understand the setup right here? You understand the narrative right here? God, please, in your son's name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, please make sure my kids come to Sunday service. Please. Amen. Oh, so he just straight up posted like a prayer just now. 
Well, that wasn't just now. Yeah. It was a couple <laughs> hours ago. All right. Oh, lots okay, to unpack okay, okay. here. Lots to so, unpack here. All right. You, you start us off. All right. My first thoughts. I think Pete or Skeet is very well within his boundaries to respond to Kanye in the manner that he did. Not necessarily that I'm in bed with your wife. That's a little, that's a little weird, but <laughs> I think he can stand up for himself in a certain way. And he said, listen, if we want to talk it out man to man in a room, I, you know, we can have resource granted these texts weren't supposed to be leaked, right? I, the weird thing is they came from Pete's phone. So Pete must have sent them to somebody that then leaked them unless he just leaked them himself. But he was saying, let's right. keep it private. So because the blue bubbles are Pete. So that obviously came yeah, yeah. from his phone, which is interesting. So I think in the context that all of this was supposed to remain private and not get leaked, I think like, yeah, like, why don't you talk it out man to man, person to person, hash out all your differences. Maybe you can get to some sort of common ground here. But the fact that he sent a selfie. <laughs> well, that that's saying, that's where this gets so fucked up for me, because I, I agree with you. Like the part of it of saying Let's meet privately. Let's discuss this. Let's be two men and, and come to like a common ground. Yeah, that's all great. But it literally doesn't matter after you start off the conversation all tough and then Kanye asks where you are and you literally say in bed with your wife. It's like you're clearly <laughs> trying to piss off Kanye and, and hurt him. And then you're like trying to be the nice guy being like, yo, man, I've been so nice behind the scenes. If you want to meet up and talk about this, we can. At that point, it's like, fuck you. We're not meeting up to talk about anything. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know what is going to happen moving forward, but in my opinion, what would have made Pete actually look amazing is if he would have take all the shit out of there about talking shit just being like, "Yo Kanye, listen, with all due respect, I I would love us to meet in person and I'm giving you that courtesy to meet me in person because your narrative for the last 6 months has been very de- detrimental towards me but i would still like to be the bigger person here talk to you man to man and work out some sort of understanding so that way we can move forward leave this all private and then publicly there has to be no more information coming out instead he's like yeah i'm fucking your wife haha here's a selfie it's like what what are we doing at that point what is your (laughs) mess because the message gets confusing then because then later on you don't realize like okay is he actually being nice like trying to provide kanye with some sort of help or is it all just bullshit and he's just, you know, feels bad that he just went savage mode and now he's actually trying to be nice? Like, what is the actual narrative here? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little weird. Also, I don't really understand the whole, like, I know Kanye's got his Sunday services, like his mass thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, apparently his kids were in California. Yeah. And he flew them out to, I think it was Miami or something. But North right? didn't get off, get on the plane, right? And then Kim said North won't be at Sunday service. And that's what, like trickled this this entire situation today yeah he's like i want my kids to be at this prayer service kim texted kanye saying north isn't gonna be there north had a sleepover she's too tired or some shit yeah and then he fucking bugged out it's all just Uh, i don't know dude i woke up today i swear to god it was the first thing i saw i went on my instagram and i saw one of kanye's videos and then like there was a bunch of videos a bunch of posts whatever it's just it's tough because it, it would have been real nice for us to just come on this podcast today and say, wow, out of all the shit that Kanye said to Skeet, Skeet comes back and has a really nice and positive message. But no, what does Skeet do? He talks shit back to Ye, which, listen, after being, you know, publicly bashed for six months, like, did he, did he just say, fuck it, I want to go back at this guy? Was that too far? These are just questions that I'm proposing. 
if you want to answer him, Phil, what do you think? I don't know. Okay, okay. I don't think it was right. With Okay, I don't think it was right for Kanye to depict Pete Davidson being killed and buried alive in a music video. Agreed, but but you know the age old saying, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You know what I'm saying, Phil? Right. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, this is this is getting crazy. This is this is legit. This is legit public beef. Like, not just like, yo, we're making songs about each other. Like, this is legitimately like talking to each other, fucking threats, fucking. And also, I'm curious what Kim's reaction is to Pete doing that. Like, do you think Pete just did that? Do you think Pete said to Kim like, yo, is it cool if I talk shit to him? Because I can't imagine Kim giving him the green light. To, like, literally just antagonize him to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I don't think he asks Kim for permission on what he does. <laughs> Bro. He's, he's fucking skeep, yo. He's from Staten yeah. Island. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's from New York. He don't give a fuck. He's not going to be like, hey, hey, mommy, can I text your ex-husband? Like, no shot. Yeah, but, like... In a respectful way, with everything being public, it definitely would have been the right thing to be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna say this. Is this okay with you? It just makes everything more messy by not doing right. that. Think, and who knows? Maybe he did. That. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking crazy. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kim. Go ahead. I was gonna say maybe Kim gets off on Pete cucking Kanye. Maybe maybe you guys will say in the comments like after all the shit that Kanye's been doing. Pete's response was well in his right. I'm curious what you guys think, honestly. But for me, I don't know. That that was just that was that was fucked. That was very <laughs> fucked. The only thing that would have made it more fucked is if Kim was in the photo. You know what I mean? Like oh. that would have just been some next level fuckery. I think Kanye grabbing onto the whole kids thing is very like it, it makes it seem or he wants to seem as if he's 100% the victim in every scenario. He's like, I just care about my kids. I just care about my kids. You know, are my kids safe? Like, what are you, your wife's a fucking billionaire. Like, yeah, they're going to be safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's hard to comment on a lot of the stuff that obviously is so much more intertwined behind the scenes. Because, like, for example, the, the big thing that he is upset about is, like, the TikTok situation. And, again, like, we don't know the conversations that go on behind the scenes of, like, what was agreed upon, what wasn't agreed upon. But he Wait, was what's really the upset. TikTok situation? So basically, another big thing that's been happening, and I think this happened today as well, is that he was putting out videos saying that, you know, he had told Kim, I don't want my daughter on TikTok. And then not only is his daughter on TikTok, but Kim and her are uploading video of like her in like full makeup singing. Um, I don't know the exact song, but something like I'm in love with an emo girl or something. Who's, whose song is that? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue either. But basically, she was like in full like black makeup and singing like I'm in love with an emo girl. And Kanye's like, yo, this narrative is ridiculous. Like, you know, my daughter, I have no say in like what my daughter is doing or not doing. And this is not 50-50 custody. That doesn't exist. The woman always has more right in this situation. He was like going into all these. I heard that part, yeah. Yeah, he was going into all these like intricate details about it. And, you know, that's again, like that's things that. I don't think that's anyone's business. It's like two people that are trying to figure out like what's okay for their daughter to do and what's not. Like who gives a fuck about what Vinny and Phil or the rest of the world have to say about that? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But it's I tough because it, it is in everybody's face. So people are going to share their opinions and they are going to comment. It just 
this shit just gets so messy and like honestly uncomfortable to talk about. Like it's one thing for us to joke about the skeet and Kanye drama, but like when the kids are involved and shit with TikTok and all this other stuff, like I don't even want to touch that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just find it so absurd. Like looking at this on the macro scale, it's crazy how how this is like being pushed to everyone and like nobody asks for it. And yeah. like, not that <laughs> we're forced to point. make an opinion. That's a great point. Like we didn't ask for this not, shit. Not that we were forced to make an opinion on it, on it, but it's fun to just like, it's just fun to talk about. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's, it's just so it's, weird. It's the absurdity. Like, what of type it, right? of, what type of dystopia are we living in? It's just a. I mean, we've been saying this since we started the podcast. We're in just such a weird time where like shit like this is happening, and it's so out of the ordinary, but also like it makes sense for the climate that we're in. Like, yeah, people have Instagrams. Like, it's like a video diary. Where Kanye gets on there, he's just like dropping video of prayer and publicly stating all these things about his divorce. And then again, it's it's tricky, right? Because they're divorced. Then Pete's like, "I'm in bed with your wife." And then Kanye has a good point. He's like, "I thought she wasn't my wife anymore." So what are we talking about here? It's just like, what what the yeah. fuck is going on, man? I just I, then, I'm gonna stay true to the. I hope everything works out. But I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. Some shit's gonna go down. This is not just gonna end. In a in a fucking civil way, there's no shot. I don't, you fucking shot. I don't think I don't think Kanye is gonna do anything to Pete. I don't think Kanye is gonna do anything to Pete. I think Kanye's so, not I, known for being like a fucking like he's I, not. No, he's not. That's not him. I don't know. I just feel like there's way too much going on publicly for there to not be like some sort of thing that happens for either side. That's just gonna not. It's gonna not be good. That's my point. I think. And, and could it all blow over? Yeah. Anything's possible. All right, here's a weird... Okay, I got two points. Number one, did you get the part where he was like, I got the laptop from Ray J? Did you, did you know what that meant? It has. To, it for sure has to do with something involving the sex tape. Apparently, Ray J and Kim have more videos on a random laptop, and Kanye went to Ray J's house to go pick up the laptop. I don't know what that has to do with anything that he just talked about. <laughs> Like, I, maybe it was, again, I don't know anything about this. We're just talking about this now. Maybe Kim wanted the laptop because she didn't want Ray J to have more footage. And Kanye, being her husband at the time, went to go get it. And mm. he's, like, saying it as if, like, you know, you wanted me to do this. You wanted me to do that. And I took care of it. And now I'm asking you to right. not post our daughter on TikTok and you're still doing it. That could be, you know. It, I don't know. Again, I'm just like spitballing here. I don't know shit about the intricate details of, of the situation over here. Wait, what was the pro? Like, what? Why does he? Why doesn't he want her on TikTok? I his, his whole thing, I guess, is that she's just too young to be posting on TikTok. I have no idea. She's she's definitely younger than like the TikTok guidelines. I'm pretty sure because that okay. was his big thing, right? He was like posting screenshots of like the TikTok community guidelines being like you can't upload if you're under let's say it's 12 you can't upload if you're under the age of 12 and she is and that's his like gotcha. big point and you know it, it it's it's tricky right like at what age do you let your kids use social media and then it's all it gets even trickier because your daughter has literally like six million followers on there and <laughs> i do remember like before they turned off the comments bro I, I think i brought this up on the show in a previous episode people were literally leaving comments being like north what's mommy's credit card Hey, North, can you get me this Amazon gift card? Hey, North, has there been a tall, skinny white guy walking around your house? 
It's like you know, <laughs> with, the, with the comments being on, that is definitely a fucking problem. Now they're turned off. But still, like, who knows what the fuck happens, you know, with messaging. And I don't know if you can turn off the inbox or whatever, but, you know, it's it's right. definitely a, it's a it's a tricky environment, it's a tricky situation. My second point was, do you think there's ever going to be a family besides the Kardashians in our lifetime that's forced down our throat? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's there's always going to be like the the it people to watch and but like, shit's just going to be all over the place. Who is after the Kardashians? I don't know who, but I'll like- tell you why this happens, bro. It just feeds the machine. We've been talking about this for 20 minutes. A fourth of the podcast today is talking about it. Why? Because we put Skeet and Kanye on the thumbnail. And then people go, oh shit, there was new news today. Well, let's see what Vinny and Phil have to say about it. And then if something else happens, people go to news outlets and Twitter threads because they want to know thoughts because the shit is crazy. And as long as there's crazy, there's going to be people like me and you to talk about it and major media conglomerates and news organizations and other celebrities. And then it gets to the point where it just turns into like a wild wild fire and it gets out of control. And then, you know, clicks. Everyone wants more clicks, my guy. I definitely feel that. But what's weird to me is like the Kardashians seem to have a monopoly on (laughs) On a large part. (laughs) Of like, yeah, literally media, like pop culture media. Like what other family has a dynamic where they're like perceived as uber hot and wealthy and successful and, you know, intermingled in like nine different things because, you know, all of their significant others are like famous ass actors, NBA players or comedians. Like there's no other family doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think anyone's at their scale, but there has to be like famous families that intertwine with other famous people. And you know, that just continues the trend onward, but you're right. I mean, every single one of them is successful in their own endeavors. And then they like intertwine with other successful people and then things get public. I mean, Kim and Kanye being together was like the craziest storm, right? Because you had two billionaires that are extremely successful in opposite fields and it just put together like this crazy storm of, you know, media attention and all this other shit. It's fucking crazy. For sure. And I'm just like, I just can't believe that. It. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just can't believe that. Like in a lot of other like areas, there's like, think of YouTube, for example, you get, there, there's a bunch of big YouTubers, but like, mm-hmm. there's always like competition there's other people doing similar things but like literally i don't know any other tv shows or reality shows that are like keeping up with the kardashians yeah no they're definitely in a league of their own but we'll see we'll see something like them down the line i mean when when well that, that the thing is will they always just be the main focal point right because now they have so. kids and then their kids will grow up with social media and they'll just continue the trend it's possible that they just will be the biggest family in the world for a very long time. Um, <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever. It's uh, just their, their lineage shall live on. But yeah, no. You like, know what it is about them too? What is it? It started with the, what was it? Robert Kardashian? Was he the- He was the lawyer, OJ right? Simpson? Yeah. Yep. And then Caitlyn Jenner was Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. He was like a decathlete, Olympian- fucking superstar so like their lineage is like ingrained in culture they, dude, they have for us but like our parents they have talent and they have the work ethic there's no doubt about that it, you know we've talked about this a million times too it's like when people i think that narrative is kind of over with where people 
you know, say that they just, you know, are rich and they're lucky and they're hot and whatever. It's like, no, they clearly have a work ethic. They know what they're doing. You know, I, I don't know if did you, you saw, see the, uh, I was just going to bring up. The did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Where she goes, bro, get off her ass and fucking work. Yeah. That was, that was kind of brutal and very tone deaf because then you had all like the unpaid fucking interns in the Twitter comments. That. Like, I saw that. Yeah. Um, listen, Kim, <laughs> Working for you wasn't necessarily the fucking best. Yeah, I saw one girl that tweeted that like she tried to do more work on the side in the Kim Kardashian business or whatever the fuck they were, the Kardashian business that she was working for, like didn't allow her to freelance on the side. And it's like, yo, you're yep. preaching, get off your ass and work, yet you, you cut me off when I was trying to work even more. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. But yeah, like I said earlier, you know, I'm sick of talking about it, at least for today. If there's more headlines, we'll definitely keep moving. But at least for now, I'm pretty sure that's all the information that we have. I just want to know if the kids made it to Sunday service, and we're going to leave it at that. Phil, I want a fucking pet otter. Big topic a of discussion. Pet otter? Bro, I have been on otter. I want to say, I don't want to say otter talk because it's on Instagram. All my reels are just otter reels, bro. Did you know that you can actually get a pet otter? It's not recommended, but you can get an otter as a pet and they're very cuddly and they're very very cute and they make cute little noises like they're adorable bro (laughs) if that's cute (laughs) it's so cute trust me i'll send you a bunch of instagram videos later about otters and and maybe you'll want otter too and then maybe we can both get an otter and then they'll be otter friends how much is an otter it's a good good question let me let me google that shit where do you go to buy an otter i think they actually sell them in new york I'm not going to lie to you. at the fucking pet store? <laughs> There's a guide, no shot. You can... a, listen, a guide to legally owning and caring for a pet otter. Okay. There are many exotic pets that people fantasize about owning. Baby penguins, uh, panda bears, dragons. But they often are shocked to hear that some people can do uh, legally keep exotic pets like fennec foxes, wildcats, and marmosets. Other zoological animals like meerkats, raccoon dogs, slow lorises and pangolins can't be owned privately for many reasons at least in the united states native birds blah 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 are otters legal as pets there are many different laws and regulations regarding exotic animals as pets that vary from state to state so the answer depends on where you live i can only make educated guesses that they might be legal due to researching which isn't legal the only way to know for sure is to contact your state's department of agriculture fish and game and even some uh don't know but i'm pretty sure i did see it yeah right here so these are states where pet otters are possibly legal you got Nevada, North Carolina, New York. Let's fucking go. Florida, Indiana, Minnesota, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Tennessee. So those are the states where it may be legal. But I've seen right. a lot of pet otters on Instagram, man, and they look very happy and they're very taken care of. And I want a fucking pet otter, to be honest with you. You know my uncle used to have pet monkeys? I feel like you did tell me this. Go more into it. Let's dive a little deeper into the pet monkey discussion. He had a Capuchin monkey. The fuck is that? It's just a type of monkey. And then I, I forget the other type, but one of one breed of monkey was a lot more hostile than the other. It like pushed my sister off a swing and shit when she was oh my young. God. Bro, it scared the shit out of me. I don't really remember them because I was very, very young. But mm. my my uncle was always into like zoological creatures. At one point he had a caiman alligator. Holy shit. I don't I don't I don't know if that was <laughs> the yeah, smartest you, move. You might want to stop talking before the feds show up at this guy's door. Say, you got a fucking nah, alligator nah, in here, nah. sir? Nah, it's been years, you know. Stat- statue of limitations, right? 
Yeah, it's this was in like the sixties, bro, what's when anything the, went. Yeah, what's the deal as I get more cozy on this couch? What's the deal with the statute of limitations? Basically, like you can do illegal shit. Well, you can't do illegal shit, but let's say you did illegal shit and then a lot of time passes, they just go, eh, well, we can't get you for that now. So let's say he did have like, 30 <laughs> alligators. He had a swamp in his basement, right? When right. it was like 1955. Now it's, you know, 2022. They can't get him on those charges if the swamp's no longer there. Exactly. But why, I don't but really why is that, though? That's a weird law, right? I feel like that's really weird. Well, it depends on what the <laughs> the law is. Because, like, say there's, like, a serial killer out there. Obviously, they can be tried for all their stuff, right? From yeah. years ago. Let's or see. he's like, yeah, you can't get me. It's been 20 years. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I think depending on, like, the severity of the crime, what is the statute of limitations? A statute of limitations is a law that sets the maximum amount of time that parties involved in the dispute have to initiate legal proceedings from the date of the alleged offense, whether civil or criminal. However, the length of time the statute allows for a victim to bring legal action against a suspected wrongdoer can vary from one jurisdiction to another and the nature of the offense. Okay, so the key takeaways. The statute of limitations is a law that sets the maximum amount of time that parties in a dispute have to initiate the legal proceedings. The length of the time allowed under a statute of limitations varies depending upon the severity of the offense. Okay, yeah, so if you fucking kill someone, you, there's definitely no statute of limitations there. Like murder <laughs> is murder. <laughs> But like what fall I'm curious like what falls under you know I think it's things- like this say say me and you were neighbors right Okay and one day I fucking kicked you in the balls really hard because you <laughs> were mowing your lawn at 6 a.m. and I got I can't at you. I can't sue you 30 years later Yeah yeah exactly But I can sue you like a week later For sure you got to initiate the the legal case it kind of makes sense though like if you were sitting in a fucking courtroom and the judge was like okay well why are you suing philly on i'm like 30 years ago he kicked me in the dick he'd be like all right well are you fine then why the fuck are we here you know what i mean yeah yeah. (laughs) it's weird dude we talked about this on frank's episode uh the week before last week right when did frank come on was it last week bro time's going by so fucking fast it was last week. i'm on island boy time yeah yeah, bro. Well, you know, you went from one island to the next. You went from Strong Island to fucking Florida. Well, Florida's not even an island. It's just a peninsula. Might as well be an island. You know I'm going to Florida for Easter? That's good. I'm going to go on a nice scavenger hunt. For some eggs? Yeah, of course. Going to do some fucking hard-boiled eggs, paint them and shit. I used to do that, like, in this house when I was younger, like, around this yard. Oh, so they've had that house, like, forever? Long time pretty sweet what are your fondest memories i see a lot of kids riding electric scooters around here mm. and like i used to do that that's some good time there's a big lake right there. over there and i would go fishing that was about it what was the biggest catch you ever had i think like striped bass oh yeah yeah yo i caught a bass once on the eighth grade field trip had the biggest fish on the boat i caught a shark in Fort Lauderdale, but that's not where I am. I actually I would really also wanna, run from the. I want to go fishing again. The security guard. You got what with the security guard? I would also run from the security guard when I was when I was younger here. That's, because that's one of your favorite memories. Yeah, statute of limitations. There's this place that they, it's like a clubhouse, right, with a pool, and okay. it's gated. 
and they would always lock like half the fucking entrances. I don't know why they make you come through like the main entrance. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I was always, I, I was a young rap scallion. I was always climbing the fence. A young little rascal. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and they living a muck, never giving a fuck. I feel you. Like you got to come through the front door, and I'm like, nah, dude. Like that's not me. Got a blast. Zoom. Yeah, you were like, I don't, I don't fucking follow the rules of society. I'm hopping fences and shit. Absolutely. I feel like I was always the kid in the group that could never hop the fence. All my friends were like no. fucking straight up orangutans, bro. Monkeys climbing the fence with ease. Me, I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you guys around the block. Very un- inefficient. Couldn't ride a fucking Speaking bike of- till the eighth grade. I had to ride that fucking scooter around. I was always just, a, I was slower. I was very slow in uh, speed, you know? You know, now, you, now you're doing good. Now I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> Speaking of legal disputes, you see Dr. Disrespect settled with Twitch. What was the... Did we ever find out what happened with them, by the way? I know that was a big topic on our show. We just, like, never covered it ever again. No, because they settled, meaning they put X amount of money on the table, an absolute coin purse. And he just took took it. it. Yep. Love that for him. It's rumored to be $7 million. That's what I heard. Yo, can I settle with someone? Sheesh. That's fucking crazy, bro. I mean, I, I got that off of a an Asmongold video title, mm. so I, that could be totally wrong, but that's that's what people are saying. $7 million settlement from Twitch that, for, the, a- for the damage to his reputation during the time that he was banned. Dude, that guy is a fucking behemoth. He goes live on YouTube, will have like fucking thousands upon thousands of viewers, and all you see is like member trains. Just an absurd yep. amount of members. By the it's way, the two time, baby. <laughs> speaking of streams, bro, I'm telling you right now, I want to do a memberthon similar to Ludwig's subathon, but it's going to be a memberthon with strictly Pokemon. I was talking about this on my live stream before I came to the Great White North. Shout out Canada one time. But I'm thinking I'll start at like the very first Pokemon game. And I'll keep playing through all the games as long as we keep getting more members. The moment we don't get a new member when that clock runs out, the stream will end. But if it keeps going, I feel I might be live for a week. But you're going to like sleep on on stream, right? So that's the that's the big thing about these, these subathon, memberthon things. I think what I would do is probably ask some friends to like crash at the house and have like rotations. So, like, I would probably <laughs> go for, like, a 12-hour period, then sleep for, like, eight hours, then come back. And then in that eight-hour slot, have, like, Frank, for example, do it. And, again, this is all just, like, hypothetical, just brainstorming out loud. You could come in for an eight-hour sesh. I feel like something like that would just be absolutely legendary. I just don't know how sustainable that would be because after about four days, I think you'd body, your body would start shutting well, down. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest with you, Phil. If we got enough members to stay live for four days, I'm willing to just die on stream. Okay. You know me. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little bit fucked up. I got a couple screws loose. I don't give up. I don't surrender. Now, maybe what I should do, though, is a solo act. And I literally just, when I'm ready to go to bed, I'll fucking lay on the couch in the office, put the camera on me, mute the mic so nobody hears me snoring, and just fucking sleep for six hours. Wake up. You know what's weird? About the whole subathon thing, What's like weird? Ludwig, you know, he got the longest subathon. Mm-hmm. Was he the first one to do that? Like, I feel like people have done that before. No, I don't. There's no way he was the first one, but his was definitely like the most insane and like successful. I mean, his gotcha. was fucking unbelievable. You know what I mean? 
That shit was crazy. But yeah, no, I feel like that would be really cool. Like, imagine getting through every single Pokemon game and the hype just gets so ridiculous where so many people are becoming members that you're like, yeah, man, I might die, but at least I'll always be a symbol like Batman. You know what I'm you saying, just Phil? Don't even get past the the starter Pokemon. <laughs> just literally, just nobody subs. Nobody no. becomes a member. <laughs> you just make it to like the first gym and the stream ends. Yeah, I did uh something kind of not it wasn't a subathon, but I did a uh, a sub train feature on a sleep block that I did on Twitch, and it literally went the entire stream. It was fucking crazy. There was like a thousand new That's... subs or something like that. It was it was bonkers. That is pretty bonkers. Did you see yeah. the streamer awards? Yeah. So what was it? I saw Purple Cliff went shout Purple Cliff. He's a another Pokemon creator. How do you like get invited to that, and and who runs it? I think it's ran by like streamers themselves. Like I'm pretty sure. I know Maya, which is Ms. Kiff's ex girlfriend, and Cutie Cinderella, which is Ludwig's girlfriend. Uh-huh. They were like the. I get not hostesses, but like the people that were like running the show. Okay. But all I know is it was absolutely scuffed and which is kind of like Twitch's personality. Scuffed, because they kept doing meaning, like meaning what? Like nothing was set up, nothing was planned, nothing was like oh, they kept doing shit. like the 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 interviews. Like it was fine, but like they kept I just saw so many clips of like interviews with like streamers. And none of them could talk properly to the camera. <laughs> and it was so awkward. I was like, what gotta, the fuck is going on here? I got to watch it. Do you want to go through the winners? We can go through each category. Sure. I mean, I don't even. I have it pulled, I criti- I have it pulled up right now. Here, okay. just click that, click that link and we'll, we'll go back and forth. All right. So there was 27 awards given out. First one is best Holy battle shit. royale streamer. And the winner was ACEU. And you no had uh, Nick Merck's. Imperial Hall and Lulu Levely were nominated. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, ACEU won. Phil, what do we got next? Lulu Lovely, she's a really good um, Apex Legends streamer. I know that. Oh, cool. Best MMORPG streamer. Okay. Esfan, Asmongold, Rich Campbell, and it's Will. You got Asmongold winning. I can totally see that. Yep. Then we got Um, best roleplay streamer. The three of those, three of those guys, Rich, Esfand, and Asmongold, they're all part of OTK, One True King. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Roleplay streamer is Seer. He was also just inducted into um, One True King, and he does like. I'm pretty sure he's an actor. The interesting oh, wow. thing about Seer is that he was friends, literally like best friends, roommates with Onision back in the day. Did you know that? Holy shit. No, I didn't know that. I haven't heard that name in forever. Oh, my God. Uh, and they had, like, a crazy falling out. And, oh, shit. Um, then he started, he started streaming. But he does, like, roleplay ASMR. Where, <laughs> where he's, have you ever seen American Psycho? No, but I've heard of it, for sure. Um, He's pretty convincing with his roleplays. He, he does, like, it's pretty funny, like a uh, cool. ser- serial killer ASMR. But it's, like, totally self-aware. Like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking kill you. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah. I'm gonna stab you and the blood's gonna come out. And then I'm gonna eat the blood because I'm a vampire serial killer. I could do ASMR serial killing. For sure. I think you can too. For sure. The other sure. roleplay streamer that I, that, I, that I know here is Critical Role. And they had literally the biggest, well, they were the most paid on Twitch for the past two years. Oh yeah, you told and me about that. And they them. had, 
they do the Dungeons and Dragons, uh, fucking streams. I don't know. Like they're all famous voice actors. <laughs> yeah, the next but one they're best like the role biggest... play streamer. They're they're on here. Critical Role, Dungeons and Dragons. Then you have uh, Raffle Gator, who does VR chat, Murder Crumpet VR chat, and then C Y R one for Rust. Yeah, that's Seer. Yeah. Oh, that's how you say it, Seer. <laughs> Yeah, we just yeah. went over that. <laughs> I literally thought it was CYR, and I also thought that you were still yeah. in the previous category, and I, I didn't realize that we even moved on to best roleplay streamer category. Nah, so we got best FPS streamer, first-person shooter, Shroud, Super TF, Tarek, and Tens. All I know is Shroud there. I, I, I've yeah, never I heard of these people. I know Shroud, but Tarek won. Then we got best Super Smash Bros. streamer, Hungry Box, That's an Mango, interesting... yeah, IBDW, and Leffen. By the way, if I'm saying any of these names wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm doing my best, but Mango won. Shout out Mango. Ooh, so Hungrybox sh- is is the OG Jigglypuff player. That's he like, sick. He's like a god at fucking Jigglypuff. Leffen, I'm pretty sure, used to be the best in the world for uh, Melee. Mm. I could totally be wrong. But Hungrybox and Leffen, I'm pretty sure, are like the most competitive. Mango, I c- could also be wrong. I'm pretty sure Mango just got banned from competing in Super Smash Bros. for the past six months. Oh, shit. What did he do? Um, let's see. Yeah, look Mango into that. Band. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You definitely know a lot more of these creators than me. I wonder, is this mostly, is this on YouTube as well or is this just for Twitch? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta figure that out. If you guys can let us know in the comments, that would be, that'd be dummy OP. I literally could have just made that up. But I'm sure the comments will correct us. As someone in the fucking Smash Bros. community was just banned from competing. I know that. They were just too dummy OP? I don't know if they were... Ch- they, it was really weird because, like, the Super Smash Bros. fucking committee, too, was like, we're not going to elaborate on further matters. And it's just like, why even tell people if you can't explain why? I don't know. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Best Chess Streamer. Uh, No clue how to say this. G-M-H-I-K-A-R-U. You want to give that a try? Grandmaster Hikaru. There you go. See, you know Hikaru. Then we got Botez, Botez Live. Sisters. I've seen them before, the for Botez. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Machis. Got. Gotham Chess. Wow, I can't fucking read today. <laughs> and then Phil, please take this last one. I have no idea. A cane. A cane Mesco. <laughs> Hell yeah. A can of Misco. I, I don't know. <laughs> Next up, best strategy game streamer. We got uh, Northern Lion, Disguise Toast, Scara, and Boxbox. And Disguise Toast won. I've heard of Disguise Toast for sure. By the way, best chess streamer was Botez Live, the Botez sisters. Then we got best Scara speed is runner. the League of Legends player. Oh shit, Small Ant won best uh, speedrunner. Oh fucking Simply. Simply was nominated too. That's fucking awesome. And then... Uh, you know Simply? Yeah, Simply's fucking hilarious, dude. I love Simply. Isn't he part of... No, he lives with... He's not part of OTK, is he? I'm not sure. I just know he does a lot of Mario 64 speedrun stuff, which is why I know him, obviously. Gotcha. Uh, and then there's uh, a- Adriok and... Uh, Atriok. Atriok. <laughs> Virtual. Bro, I'm like so embarrassed I'm fucking up everybody's <laughs> names. It's just showing how I literally don't know anybody. Can you please just read the rest of these for the love of God? All right. All right. Oh, so best ASMR Ant streamer. Amaranth one. I mean, okay. that's Foxenkin. I don't know. Katrine. Skeptical pickle. She's got. <laughs> Bro, the coolest, are we gonna go through? She's got the coolest name. I won't lie. 
Why don't we just do the winners? Yeah, that, that works. Best VTuber. Okay. Code That's Miko. That's Code Miko. Okay, I said that right. Do Best you know who that music- is? No. I've heard of it, though. Heard of her. She literally codes an entire VR, like, live stream show. So that is, like, her pixel. And, like, whatever she says, like, the robot Code Miko says, if that That's makes so, sense. That's so sick. Next up, best music streamer, we have Lily Pichu. Oh my god, T-Pain was nominated? What the fuck? <laughs> That's sick. I didn't also, even know Lily I, Pichu made music. I've heard of Lily Pichu, also didn't know she was in music. Best IRL streamer, we got uh, Hatch... Hatch... Hatch Hubby? Hachubby. Hachubby? Hachubby. <laughs> yeah. Phil, I'm terrible oh. at reading, dude, I swear. <laughs> Next up, best League of Legends streamer. Oh, I know this guy. I've seen this guy everywhere. Lol it's Tyler. Tyler yep. All right, Minecraft streamer. Oh, Tommy in Tommy in it. Fucking love that. Oh, kid. bro, it's Tommy in it. Yeah, him I know because he was on Impulsive. That guy's awesome. Best Valorant streamer. We got it's Timmy. Shout out Timmy. I've seen him before for sure on Twitter. Pokimane was in that. Best GTA streamer. Uh, we got Buddha. Right. Yep. Oh shit! Your boy XQC was nominated on here. Uh, best my boy streamer. <laughs> I don't yeah, know he, XQC. Yo, stop! You guys are besties. Don't even don't even fuck with me. Jacksepticeye won best philanthropic uh, streamer. Stream game of the year. Minecraft won. No surprise there. Uh, best variety streamer. It went to critical. Fuck yeah. We stand critical. Best chatting streamer. We got uh, Mizkiff. Best streamed event. The Germa nine eighty five dollhouse. Not sure what that is, but fuck yeah. Best content organization, OTK1. You've mentioned them a bunch of times. Uh, best Rising Star. Oh, shit! Purple Cliff was nominated for Best Rising Star. That's awesome. He's uh, the Pokemon guy I was telling you about. Stains, mm-hmm. or Stans one. Sorry, Stans. I can't read. Stains. League of, <laughs> League of Their Own. We got Germa9851. Uh, Legacy Award, Pokimane. Can't argue with that. She's been crushing it. Gamer of the Year. We got Shroud. Streamer of the year, we got Ludwig. I mean, I feel like you gotta give it to him, right? After the fucking subathon. Was that was that last last year, twenty twenty one? Uh, yeah, no, it definitely was for sure. I do love their little uh, their art that they got going on. It's really cool. Like the the design of the website looks looks strong. And they have the awards are like the the frog things. Yeah the the pog the poggies. Pog, yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Twitch anymore, bro. I, I don't, I've never understood it. I really don't. But yeah, that's fucking dope. I've always wanted to be at one of these, like, uh, you know, streamies or gamer awards or whatever. I just want to accept an award and have a fire speech one day. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we joked about think... that on the first episode of the podcast. We were like, yo, when we go to the streamies for best podcast, we're going to come out in some six, stu- six suits looking like studs. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, the the whole award, like, I don't know. I guess we just got to level up. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what we have to do? We have to actually gain subscribers. That's that's probably, yeah, that yeah. probably will help us out, you know? The good news is uh, I'm meeting with a YouTube uh, rep tomorrow, and I'm going to find out about the join button for us. Also, people were saying that we've always had the join button, but I don't know if that's just Android users and maybe iOS people don't see our button, but when I go on on my phone, I do not see the join button. And by the way, if you guys want to become members on our podcast channel, then you get an extra episode every single Wednesday. We have like literally over forty episodes. But yeah, I'm on the page right now. I don't, I don't see a join button. 
<laughs> I don't see shit. I don't see shit. And maybe that's just an iOS thing. We will get to the bottom of it. Indubitably. I think I had a quarter-life crisis, man. Quarter-life crisis. Let's talk about it. I feel like you're not even at your quarter-life yet. What are you, 22, no, I'm not 23? Yet, no. Yeah, you're still, you're still young, Phil. Got your whole 20s to look forward to. Well, I decided that I'm, I'm going to be a renaissance man. Whoa, you're going to become Christopher? I'm picking more skills, more hobbies, more things to just like delve into. That's the best way to live wanna life. Hear- I want to hear about all of them. You want to hear them? Fuck yeah, dude. All right, so number one, we got golf. Nice. Strong, strong hobby. My dad is a professional golfer. I was going to say, you got the fucking cheat codes. You got your dad to give you lessons? Forget about it. I feel like the bonding experience and the dummy OP lessons I can get, like it would be, it would be stupid to waste, you know? Yeah, no. I want to see how far I can smack the ball. Yeah, for sure. You want a happy Gilmore, that shit. Yeah. Have you ever seen the guy on TikTok, Snappy Gilmore, who fucking one-hands it and sends I, it like... I think I have, yeah, actually. <laughs> Check out Snappy Gilmore. It's the craziest shit. Yeah, shout out one time to Snappy Gilmore. Yeah, so golf is number one. And it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with disc golf, you know? Yeah. Either way, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm just going for those holes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you love going for the holes, just absolutely. Put Putting my balls in the holes. Balls deep every <laughs> single time. The second thing... Is film photography. I bought a film camera from 1970. Oh, yeah? Do you have it with you or is it at the is that Strong Island? Oh it's being shipped from Japan. Oh shit. What uh what is the brand? Olympus. It's an Olympus ON1. OM1. Olympus OM1. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Ooh, this is beautiful. Sexy, right? So now is this for recording video or for just photos? Photos. Not oh, so we're getting into some photography, my guy. Absolutely analog style. So the cool thing about the OM one is that it's fully mechanical, so you can adjust for aperture, ISO, Ooh. fucking a lot of customization. Everything. Whereas, whereas some of the uh, film cameras after like 1970 or even before, just depending on who what what body the camera is and shit. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like aperture priority mode and you can't set every single part of it. And I'm just trying to like master some shit, if you know what I mean. See, I already have the idea for you of you going to the golf course and taking some lovely old school photos of the old green. Yeah, Combining the two hobbies into one. Listen, I'll model for you. I'll get a nice little golf outfit. Forget about it. I'll take some sick pics of you. I just want that like old school Italian golf hat. That's all I need in my life to be happy. <laughs> and okay. I'm going to shoot on. So this, I didn't know this, but different types of film. Obviously, it's 35 millimeter film, but mm-hmm. different types of film have different looks. So I went with code Kodak Gold 200 because I th- I think that's like a good starter film and it's like, like a nice teal color. I like I like when the shadows have a hint of teal in it. I don't I, know why. I like that strong, like a nice retro style. Absolutely. And then the third thing I want to get better at history. Yeah, you want to read some books? Well, I started reading again here in Florida. I bought a book and the airport, and I crushed 100 pages of it. And you didn't fall asleep? Which is like, no. It's the most I've ever read in a long Shit, time. Shit, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was recording a podcast with an absolute thespian today. Sheesh. Yeah, it's called uh, Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. The Tipping Point. What he, is the uh, synopsis? He wrote... So basically, it's the idea that change happens 
not slowly over time, but rather instantaneously after a tipping point. Mm. So the moment of critical mass, the threshold of the boiling point. Exactly. Well, he, he makes an analogy. It's like not much is different between 32 degrees Fahrenheit and 33 degrees. But the fact of the matter is literally everything is different because you can wake up when it's 32 degrees and you have snow everywhere. Whereas it's 33 and you're just looking at rain. But, you know I mean? but it's only one degree higher or lower. But I get what he's saying. Just that one degree can make a world of difference in your life. Exactly. Um, he goes like on that. to give a bunch of other different examples. Like years ago, there was a type of shoe called a Hush Puppy. I've heard of that. And the Hush Puppy brand was going out of business like, like, like quick. Mm-hmm. They were fucking floundering. Yeah. And a couple of select kids in East Village, New York started wearing them of course like that might be like the the equivalent of like hipsters in brooklyn wearing fucking scarves i don't know okay right but it's it's the idea that a select few individual people decided to make something happen for whatever reason that then got connected to say a fashion designer that then decided to integrate the hush puppy silhouette of the shoe back into fashion for the next fucking 30 years. And the shoe exploded in sales for no fucking reason other than a very select few people wanted to wear them. Just like that perfect storm, i.e. the boiling point. Yeah. So it's, it's the idea that epidemics or like a uh, giant movement of change happens from very small select instances. And it's not about how many it's rather about, who is around, if that makes sense. Now, how does it help you, though? Does it just make you become aware of the fact that, like, specific things just a little bit further in one direction or the other can drastically impact your life? Or does it give you, like, real-world examples of, like, how you can use this information to, like, actually progress further? A little bit of both. Um, That's cool. Right now, he's, like, laying it out in front where it's, like, he's explaining how all of this happens. Um, And then there's, like, a little bit of detail about how you can apply it. Uh, one of the easiest examples to understand is like, he think well, according to his book, there's three types of people. There's connectors, mavens, and salesmen. Connectors are people, and I, I would honestly consider you a connector, because if I were to like lay out like my friends, mm-hmm. a lot of them are connected through you. Like you're just very personable. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of acquaintances. You're very sociable. Like everybody knows Vinny, you know what I mean? Big into like networking, that type of idea. Yeah, but it's not like you go out of your way to even do that. It's just like part of who you are. Gotcha. Like as a person, you're just a connector. Like you're the fucking dude. That's cool. Whereas, like, I, I feel I'm a cool as bit... shit with that, with that category. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like being a connector. <laughs> Connectors are important for a lot of reasons. Um, for example, you know Paul Revere? Yeah. The British are coming. That guy. The guy... Exactly. Yeah. So at that, at that time, Paul Revere was like a fucking like major connector back in colonial America. Mm-hmm. And that was why his message was able to be like amplified so well Mm -hmm. because another guy i'm pretty sure his name is robert dawes did the same exact midnight ride that he did he got the same message but But people don't fucking care about they're they're not as connected well not only did they not give a shit but because um what's his name paul revere was a connector he knew which doors to knock on which people to alert to get the message amplified Mm. the most that's very cool the second type of person Sorry that I'm rambling. No, I'm loving this. This is a very interesting conversation. A maven is somebody who wants to keep the marketplace in like an 
in an honest state. So it's people who enjoy couponing. It's in pe- it's people who enjoy uh, getting deals. It's people who enjoy shopping, helping other people like maximize their finances. And obviously it can bleed into other things too. For the sake of the greater good, not necessarily for their own like saving money, if that makes sense. Okay. And it's people who, I don't know if you know anyone like this. It's like people who get joy out of like solving problem, other people's problems. Mm. It's like they get pleasure out of solving other people's problems, which helps them solve their own problems. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's salesmen who are people who are just naturally persuasive and can get messages across a lot better than other people. Very interesting. Where do you feel like you fall into? Um, well, I'm not like, so mavens are also like characteristically like, I don't know if this is scientifically fucking proven. I don't know if this is just his theory, but a lot of it is applicable if you want to like take and choose from that shit. Yeah. Mavens are people who are obsessed with like numbers, dates, times, and they're very like, uh, organized. It Mm -hmm. seems I would say I am, if I were to like put myself in one of these and you can be more than one too. Like I kind of like looked at people in my life and I just just realized that like my grandma is one a connector and two a maven Mm -hmm. like her entire personality just fits those two exact things and i think that's why she was able to find success in her life yeah um if you were to apply the principles to the book i would probably fall under the salesman approach because like it has to do with like like i don't want to like boast or anything but if i were to just like put my skill set i just see it falling more in line with like the salesman like i'm i'm able to be persuasive with my words. Yeah, I would agree. I think you can definitely have attributes as well from all three categories. And like it, right. if you have all three, it can definitely make you like well more rounded and like a overall better individual. I'm just a fucking schnootuber, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Well, when you become truly dummy Braxton, that's when you're all three, the salesman, the uh, connector and the maven. And then you're just Absolutely. breezing through the competition. Well, I read, I read the connector part. I read the Maven part. I'm, I'm in the middle of the salesman. No, I think I finished the salesman part, but he, it's cool. It's a good book. <coughs> um, have you read outliers or heard of outliers? I think I've heard of that. Well, it's Malcolm Gladwell. It's the same guy. Um, basically like he, he takes a very scientific approach and gives like study studies and stuff that like back up his points. Like one of the part, one of the, um, points in outliers is that a ton of NHL hockey players or professional hockey players are born in like February and have Mm -hmm. winter birthdays. And that's due to the fact that when you're younger in hockey leagues, those birthdays are like the, the oldest kids in the cutoff in Canada or something like that. Mm -hmm. Therefore they're the biggest and strongest and are able to excel in the leagues. So it's kind of like red shirting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just it's weird, cool shit like that that explains why certain things happen. Yeah, I was gonna say this guy's Canadian. What a fucking legend! Yeah, he is an English-born Canadian <clears throat> journalist, author, and speaker. Malcolm Timothy Gladwell is known for his articles and books that identify, approach, and explain the unexpected implications of social science research. In addition to his writing work, he is the podcast host of uh, Revisionist History. Should have him on. 
Yeah, let's get him on. Let's get I'll, Mr. Gladwell on. I'll shoot him an email. You could be like, yeah, Mr. Gladwell, I wrote your, I read your book and I'm really intrigued by it. And also, Vinny's been basically living in Canada, so he is also a huge fan. And that's how we yeah. can uh, we can communicate and figure some shit out. Now, right now in the book, I'm reading about like media messages and Sesame Street and how Sesame Street is the most successful like educational content for children ever. I've already kind of learned about this. Yeah, we covered Sesame Street a lot at Adelphi, like a lot in like communication theory and shit. Yep. Um, So there's a reason it's been around for fucking ever. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's really pretty much what I've been up to, just chilling by the pool, reading. I went for a run here in Florida. It is, it's not the same. Like I prefer to run in the Arctic fucking cold than the heat, dude. Fuck this shit. I love a hot run. It's crazy though, too, bro. There's it's so weird. Like when you travel and the air is so much different, bro. Every time I come here, this is now hot, dude. Every time I come to Canada now, I notice this. The day after I get off the plane, I wake up. I'm always tight in my chest and my asthma's acting up. By the next day, I'm fine. And I don't know what it is. If it just takes my body a little bit to adjust, like the different fucking air here or whatever. But it's weird. Like every time I've been here three times now, and each time right after the day I land, fucking asthma's acting up. So bizarre. Mm. Felt like I was drowning because like the air is so thick and humid it's here. Hum- yeah, humid. So it was like the humidity. That's fucking wild. But I, I, d- I do have to go for a run. Yeah, we're going to the work half out. marathon in like. I was gonna say, yeah, days. you got that coming up. We're going to work out literally right after the podcast. And I was like, yo, I just want to get on a fucking treadmill and I want to run. I've been, I've been eating like a fucking animal, to be quite honest with you. And my new favorite thing, bro, bubble tea. My guy. Got some strawberry bubble tea last night. We watched Moana. I'm continuing being a Disney adult and in preparation for going <laughs> to Disney World for Easter. I am just watching as many Disney movies as possible. Also, Mulan, Make a Man Out of You might be the greatest song ever written. And I'll leave the podcast at that, Phil. I'll let that marinate with the okay. viewers. All right? Let yeah, us know what, is your, to Disney what is your favorite <laughs> Disney song and favorite Disney movie. By the way, you said you watched Encanto. Let's just wrap up actually with this. What did you think of Encanto? It's just mid. Fuck you, Phil. It is not mid. Bro. You got to let it marinate. When did you see it? Like two days ago? Four. Oh, shit. He's had time to marinate. That's not good, folks. That's not good. Didn't, it didn't stick with me, dude. Just do, do me a favor. Just what did you think about We Don't Talk About Bruno? Do you understand why it's been the number one song in the world for like the last seven months or however long this movie's been out? No, (laughs) I don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I think Frozen Frozen was better. I agree that Frozen's better, but you can't say Encanto's mid. I mean, I'm not saying it's a fucking masterpiece, but mid, Phil, that's a strong fucking claim. It was good. How about that? It was good. I'll accept that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this episode of the Sunday Sauce, whatever episode this is. Again, I didn't look at the data. I don't know what the fuck episode we're on. That's how That's how frequent we are. We're just recording so many fucking yeah. podcasts we lose track. If you enjoyed, subscribe. Ring the notification bell. We will be back on Wednesday for some more member-exclusive content. We fucking love you guys. Phil, any final words? Say hello to your grandmother for me. Hey, take care. Give your grandmother a big hug. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.